Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, we're in Portugal. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Matt. And I'm Monty. This is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week we take you through a different country's national final and pick a song we think deserves a second chance. A second bite of the cherry. And at the end of the series, it's you, the listeners, that vote for your favourites. And at our live event, we crown the winner of the second cherry song contest. Woo! Matt. Yeah. It's a very special episode. It is. Why? Tell us. Um, Because this is our 100th episode, our centenary episode. Yes. Our... Centésimo episódio. Centésimo episódio. That's in Portuguese. In Brazilian Portuguese, more, <laughs> more than Portuguese. Yes, it is. Yes, it's our 100th episode, and we are talking about Portugal. It's the second episode of the new series, and we have our first guest. Yeah. Well, we thought, as is traditional now on our Portuguese episode... We'll have Jodie from Second Cherry. Olá! Olá! Boa noite! Boa noite! Estou muito feliz de estar aqui. É o centésimo episódio do Second Cherry. And thank you very much for having me. It's very nice to get that authentic Brazilian Portuguese. Nossa Senhora, eu tentei muito. I tried so hard to get the Portuguese accent, but anyway, they'll write in. Anyway, yeah, well done, guys. 100 episodes. That's big. It's mad, isn't it? How yeah. people have listened. There's people on this planet that have listened to those 100 episodes. Twice. That are not us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're off with a new season. Episode two today. Yeah. yeah. Can't believe it. Here we go again. <laughs> it goes around, comes around so fast. Yeah. yeah. But today is Portugal. And we're going to be talking about the Festival de Cancel, which is, you know... In our hearts, we do love we do love Portugal. Claro. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So let's do that right now then. Do you want to give us a rundown, Monty, of the national final? I will indeed. The Portuguese national final was actually three shows broadcast at the semi-finals on the 25th of February and the 4th of March and the final on the 11th of March. All three shows took place at RTP Studio One in Lisbon. There was two semi-finals and a final. It had 20 acts in total and six from each semi-final advanced to the final. So... Five went through based on a 50-50 vote of a combination of Televote and Jury. One additional entry was also selected by Televoting alone. But we had 13 in the final, unlucky for some, (laughs) because an extra song from the first semi-final also qualified because there'd been a bit of a breakdown with their Televoting line. So they got through as well. So pretty much every song (laughs) from the first semi-final got through. So we had 13. Seven were eliminated. As is now customary in uh, the Portuguese show, there was that traditional rotation of the, the hosts 
six hosts across the three shows. First semi-final hosted by Daniel Ribas, the Oliveira, and Jose Carlos Malato. The second hosted by Jorge Gabriel and George. Arrugio, George. And George. George, Sorry, Gabriel. George Gabriel. He's the Philip Schofield of our team. Oh, I guess I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> and the final, of course, our dear... Oh. Flamera, How fast can you say that? Flamera. And Vasco Palmarin. Vasco Palmarin. Now, listeners, you'll know who Filomena is if you don't follow closely because she was part of the Eurovision this year with the little segment that they did. Oh, yes. With, she uh, was with, with Mon Zemelov doing the little computer game guesswork. She was. Yeah, she, that, yeah, that's her. She's Viz royalty. I mean, she really is. We love her. Because she did a, a skit and everything during um, Lisbon. Eurovision and mm. yeah she's become yeah and she's great and she presents a, a, a very popular nighttime show in uh, Portugal I think it's still going uh, Meia para Meia Noite no sorry Cinco para Meia Noite which means five to midnight I think she's still doing it it's one of those chat shows you know with the lights of the city in the background I see that for her it'll be at five to midnight as well because they're oh it will <laughs> yeah. things are like. yeah. if you're lucky <laughs> <laughs> the result of course was that Mimi Cat won with I Corazal should we have a blast of it should yes. we not? No, do we have to? No, we will. Yes. <laughs> The best song this year. <laughs> she qualified in ninth place in the semi final, just scraping through uh, 74 points. And in the final, she was 23rd. And she dropped some points. She dropped 15 points down to 59 in the final. So didn't fare as well once she was in competition with, well, better songs, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to be honest, qualifying, I think, for her was a victory because we met her at the London Eurovision party and she was adorable and she was really nervous about qualifying. She knew she was borderline and obviously she was because she was ninth. Mm-hmm. And I'm so pleased for her. She was a really, really, really nice, grounded um, person. She did. She worked the press at the London Eurovision party. She was one of the first people there and the last people to go on. And when we chatted to her, it must have been like, it was really late. Oh, it was She late. was still just sticking around drinking with her manager. <laughs> she like, was. She was having the time of her life. And I'm quite happy. I mean, I know it's not your favourite song, Monty. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you but, know, I don't wish her any. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad that she, you know, had a wonderful time. And I'm glad she qualified because, you know, that's really, it's the prize for many countries. You know, there's only one song is ever going to win. And obviously you want to do well. But if you are, one of the countries that has to qualify, that's a prize on itself. So she got that moment of success. But she squeezed everything that she could out of that song. And that's all she can do. That's what you want. Squeezed a bit much for my liking. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the question is, though, did the right song win? I'm going to say no because of the selection that we have tonight. Mm. Even though I think perhaps the Festival de Cancel this year was not as good as it has been in recent years. I agree. I agree. I think the best song won. Um, I don't see anything bettering her 23rd in the final from the Portuguese selection. We never know, though. We never know. But yeah, for me, it was it was quite a weak year in Festival de Cancel, unfortunately. 
Yeah, agreed. I, I think anything from this selection would be marginally better, maybe, but same result. Well, let's see as we go through. So, the first song that we are going to review today from the Fishtaval de Gamsau is called Povo, or People. It's by Ivandra. <laughs> Matt, how did you like this? I really like this. I like him. I think I'm a bit gutted for Evandro, though, because I think the festival did him dirty a little bit. In the sense that, I'm assuming it's his decision, you know, all the artists, it's their decision on what how their song is staged and what happens with the presentation. But I feel like he might have been a little bit railroaded because there were things that didn't quite match up for me in this whole presentation. He has a great Fado vocal, which suits dark and moody themes. And they started with that in the performance. It was very dark for quite some time in the, like, in the intro. And then when they did raise the lights... He was like in a suit and surrounded by like this monochrome block staging, very clean lines and very just polished. And it just looked a bit incongruous when I feel like he needs to be like giving me dirty bar, chitter chatter, moody, something different in a different sphere than like modernistic, minimal monochrome. It doesn't work for me, but I love the song and I think he is excellent. I've heard some of his other stuff. He's a really interesting artist. I'm a bit gutted for him. I agree totally. Um, strong voice, lots of emotion. Um, you really want something a bit more gritty on stage for this. You want like, you know, like lights that are almost failing. You want like a dark uh, Bajualto nighttime, kind of just a, a faded lantern, some shadows, some puddles. You don't want... M- these blocks somebody it's like somebody in RTP said oh we've got this thing effect we can use this year mm. and he went oh I'll do it and it didn't really match the song and he was in a very crisp suit as well and I, I, yeah it didn't really work powerful um, musically powerful vocally powerful um, but yeah it, it just missed it missed for me sadly. The, the rectangular blocks that were lit up it almost had the feel of like a a skyscraper night uh, like mm. a, a skyline um, maybe a bit like Manhattan or something like that. Um, and it, it, just, it feels a bit incongruous with lyrics. And the lyrics, there's a line about, I want to fly away, build a, buy a house and build my home. So it's looking for a place of, you know, to put your roots down. And he's talking about his roots as well, because it says people suffer from the place I'm from, but everybody wants to find inner peace. So, well, you're not going to find inner peace in a metropolis like that. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> really feel looks like, like, looks like the set of blockbusters. I'm sure my age there. <laughs> but I, I, I like it. it. It needs a little bit more for me, I think. But I, what I liked was the kind of the modern fado sound mm. to it. Mm. It was, felt, felt like a really good example of that. He's got quite a mournful voice, which mm. actually suits the song very well. He's very handsome as well. Um, but yeah, there was just there was maybe a bit of incongruence there and needed a little bit more. Song number two then is Moya with Too Much Sauce, which translates to Too Much Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> 
tua caveirinha neste cu Da vaca rompela fogo Tu me achou-se, tu me achou-se 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 Okay, Jody, this didn't get out of the semi-final. Didn't make the final. Thoughts? No, uh, for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's a bit heavy going for me. It's a bit, um, it's not really my style of music. It, I found it um, all a bit loud and inaccessible. I know I should give different sounds more um, chance, but I, I couldn't really get into this. And I'm, I can, I'm not surprised it didn't make the final, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not surprised it didn't make the final. However, I really like it. I, this is the kind of thing that I really like what Fischerwald Kanzler is doing. It's embracing a lot of different styles that have roots in the wider Portuguese-speaking mm. world and therefore are influencing the modern sound in contemporary Portuguese music. Um, he's an Afrofusion artist, that's how he describes his work. Uh, born in Mozambique, raised in Lisbon, Lisbon, and currently residing in England. I think he's in London. Um, and he said that his work is kind of focusing on bringing together those diverse musical cultures and presenting a kind of a different face of Portuguese mm. music. Now you say that about London, it has a London, like a trap feel, or, or I can actually, I can see well, that. Do you actually. know what? When I was researching for this, I looked at his Insta, and one of the first things of his Insta is him performing on the BBC's Sunday morning show. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I saw this. Back in February, which Sunday morning show? The religious one or the, the political one? one? The, the kind of the social commentary one that's on oh. uh, after Laura Coonsberg. Oh. oh, it was on now. The, the uh, version of that show that's on, and I do remember seeing it. I mean, I didn't click at the time that he was a Festival of Cancao artist, but I'm like, oh my god, I really remember mm. enjoying this, <laughs> thinking I should look him up, and clearly I didn't. Cause, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Yeah, I want to just say something. This is in his own words um, from an interview that um, Joe did over at ESC Bubble. And he says, the song is called Too Much Sauce, which is slang for too much style. Ultimately, it's an up-tempo, uplifting song that aims to empower all those people who feel isolated, misrepresented, or not fully understood and accepted by society. Hello! <laughs> this will often lead to one having a lack of self-belief and the ability to see their value. So the song aims to remind every listener that we all have too much sauce. We all have a beautiful light deep inside us that we should allow to radiate throughout the world. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, because it's, nice. it's like a superficial title and you think there must be a hidden meaning to it. And there there it is, yeah. Because yeah. for us, too much sauce normally means like too much pity pity in Lisbon, doesn't it? <laughs> Too much of the booze. Oh, well, both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's nice. That's nice. And yeah, and we, we have to forget Portugal does exist beyond Portugal. Brazil, obviously. And then we've got Mozambique, Angola, and various other countries. Um, Conquistando. Isso <laughs> mesmo. Uh, yeah, so we have, yeah, Portuguese is a, is a big language in the world and uh, big culturally. So yeah, okay, good. Yeah. That's where you're getting Afrobeats, I think, as well. I think we're going to get a lot of this. We had it last year. You get a lot of it in Festival Cancel. Yeah. I think, I, I, I think it's a bit of a soca beat. Someone will tell me I'm wrong, but it's that, it's that kind of dancehall 
Carnivale. It, it's really, I don't know, I just, you feel it in you and you think, oh yeah, there's something here. I want to dance to it. I, I love, I, yeah, I just think it's, um, it's just a little bit too repetitive. I think it's a really good demo track that then needs some work after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only two minutes as well. Just yeah. two minutes. So it just feels that it could be worked into something. That's that short. Sure. That's very yeah. short. Yeah. So the third song that we're going to talk about is by Clara Pasquale, Nashi Maria. I was born Maria. Nashi Maria, Nashi Maria. <laughs> So we've seen Claudia at Festival de Cancel before. We've even seen her at Eurovision mm-hmm. because she won in 2018. And when they hosted, she was the home entry with her song Au Jardin. She was. Which and she, she came last. Yeah, she came last. <laughs> it's she, such yeah. a good song. I know. I actually liked it. was a very it. gentle song, it was wasn't it? Maybe too gentle. just didn't cut through the, the bombast enough. But what do you think of this? Uh, when I first watched Festival Cancel, I thought, oh, this is a bit too much for me. Um, researching it again this week, I thought, actually, there's something nice and artistic there. Um, I do like the way it breaks in the sort of the set in the last minute. It's very artistic. It's, um, it's, it feels quite personal. It's talking about femininity. It's talking about, you know, there's something there. There's definitely something there. And I discounted it unfairly at the time. So actually, um, I, I like I like this now. It's um, interesting, and she's a, she's a good artist. I don't know how established she is in Portugal. To be honest, it was a shame she came last in Eurovision that year. Um, I like a gentle voice. She's she's interesting. Yeah, it's funny you say about like the the, um, the femininity of the song because it, I think it belies the the song's simpleness belies what actually is going on, and I think it is about the female experience and how you know at one point. She has this washing line of these pure white sheets hung up, kind of spinning around on stage. Her dancers are sort of manoeuvring it around her. And I think it's meant to sort of represent domesticity and this expected role of women in society. And she's kind of pushing against it. And, you know, at one point she even says that she wants a weenie, which is, a, well, don't we all really? But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of see that she, she, it's a bit repetitive as a song okay let's judge the song as it is I think again it's another song that's quite repetitive and there's not much to it but I love the theme it has a playfulness about it but there's a real bite behind the bark as well and I, I just like that and it's unmistakably her with her two-tone hair. I, I love it. Exactly. She's got a style. She's yeah. got that, that, that yeah. two-tone style. Yeah. The line about I wish I could have a weenie, I think is like a humorous, sarcastic phrase about kind of, you know, if I had that, I could escape these expectations that other people have of me as a woman. Um, the lyrics are quite interesting. She says, um, you know, so many voices that scream what a woman needs to be honoured, married, loved. Still only one month old. So she's saying, you know, even from birth, these expectations are placed upon a woman. And so in that sense, it's a little bit reminiscent of um, 
Manisha and Russian woman, and she's talking about this projection of expectations of, of womanhood and what you're doing. And I think you're absolutely right. That's why the, the imagery of like the washing line is coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the dancers are in sort of headscarf. It, it's got the feel of a kind of an Eastern European folk song or yeah. folk dance to me. Whether that's, you know, also Portuguese style as well. I don't know enough about Portuguese music other than the Fado style, really. Um, so whether that is that or whether she's kind of borrowing from other cultures as well, I don't know. But what's interesting is in the lyrics as well, she says, my name isn't Maria, um, but for Maria, I was born a woman. So she's almost kind of echoing this. And that reminds me of the very first um, Croatian song that we had in Second Cherry in 2006 <laughs> was Ne me Maria, Don't Call Me Maria. <laughs> She's going, my name isn't Maria. Your memory is better than mine. <laughs> 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 you have to play us a clip. Um, I like I, I like Claudia. I like Claudia. I like Claudia. I'd like to see her back. I yeah, think she I think she probably will. Interesting. I've liked the two songs she's brought. I'm interested to see what else as an artist she has. Yeah, yeah. So from third place, where she came, we're going to move on to what came in second behind Mimi Cat. And so song number four is Edmundo Ignacio with A Festa. Monty, Edmundo, nice boy. Oh, I adore this. Mm. This is easily my favourite festival de Cansal song, and up there vying for my favourite Eurovision-related national final songs of the year. Oh, wow. I absolutely adore it. There's just something really interesting about it. So when you look at it, he's... Blending a mix of so very traditional but also contemporary music and presentation as well. Very striking performance. He's in long red trousers that are very wide and almost look like a dress. And he's got a beard, but he's also wearing makeup and feminine earrings. Um, and so there's a lot of kind of playing with gender here. Um, there's a bit of stromai in the performance as well. It reminds me mm. this some of the movements is very reminiscent of stromai. Um, and then towards the end, these four backing musicians come on um, with sort of veils over their faces, um, some with traditional Portuguese instruments, some with modern, like a guitar. Um, and it just blends. It really, it, it, it's up there for me with, I think, one of the more interesting um, acts that we've had in Festival de Cancel, it's there with Konana's Iris for me, and that, you know, the artistry that's coming in. But it's when I get to the lyrics that I find it really, really interesting, because it seems to be about the party of the title. He's kind of standing outside the queue trying to get into this party. Sounds like, you know, some kind of super cool, chic club. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of sort of pushed back in the queue. Um, but when he gets there, he's kind of like, I want to get into it. I want to have a dance. I want to sort of feel as though I'm part of this. 
But then he realises that, you know, he says, well, I'm leaving, I don't belong here. Um, And it's that kind of recognition that the, the thing that you think you're aspiring to be a part of and to be a crowd and to identify in some way it's that honest realization that this is not your crew and this is not where you belong, but in a good way. And there's a great line in it. It says like, you know, <clears throat> is this a party or a fight for power? And that for me evokes this kind of, you know, the kind of the posturing and mm. the, um, you know, the being seen and the, the, the attitudes that can be there sometimes within that uber cool crowd. And if you're the outsider, you just, it's not you at all. But yeah. the realisation that you're the outsider and you're the better for being so is the essence of the song for me. Yeah, it's got a really light touch to it. I think he's sort of... Um, it is, it, there's a happiness in his performance that he sort of... Um, there's a bit of a lament, obviously, because there is Fado-inspired stuff here. But I think it's quite folky as well. It's got... F- uh, Fado's obviously quite folky in, in its roots, but it, it, it's got a folkiness, a more traditional folkiness to this. And it's, and it's got a happiness to it. And just that light queerness. It's not in your face. It's just a, a, a light queerness. Have you seen I, him? It's I absolutely in your face. Well, I don't no, think I know so. what you're saying. No, 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 I know what you're saying. No, it's no, not, it's not. It, it's soft. It's, it's softer. It's soft queerness. And it's not know, Fado Bisha. It, it, no, <laughs> because, yeah, it's not. He's got, he's got the earrings are female. Not to, not, not to gender, but it's yeah, yeah. yeah, the drop earrings, gold... Um, and he's dressed sort of dressed in it's not you know this is a completely different thing but it is like a geisha look I know that's Japanese it's not the same thing <laughs> but it's got that the same the cut. way that the same cut the same uh, silhouette and it just it just seems to be that he's it's somebody who he's portraying something different and you're right and, and, and the lyrics completely back that up that he's just in a place and time that's not quite right. There's another lyric I just want to add in as well. So, um, the, with the dance floor being an arena where I fight against the ego of those who don't want to let us be. So yeah, it's queer. It's Yeah, it's gorgeously queer. Mm. I mean, I, I know what you mean. It's not aggressively queer. I do get what you mean about that softness to it. But it's kind of uncompromisingly confident. And I, I absolutely love that about it. Mm. I liked it. I really liked it. Um, I, I like the production on it. The lighting was good. His costume was good. The dancing was good. When he does it, there's a little break. He does a side move. Just It just works. It really, really works for me. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the performance. And yeah, I mean, I don't know how things are actually in, in Portugal. Maybe some of the um, listeners could, could get in touch because I think he would get invited to all the best parties in town, to be honest. <laughs> but maybe he wouldn't. I don't know, based on how he is and the queerness and the colour I, I don't know I'd, I'd be very interested and I know Lisbon but I don't know how it is on you know mm. all 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 sides of the of the uh, the nightlife there in Portugal I don't know if you are accepted for who you are I honestly don't know but I like that it's almost kind of using that scenario as a metaphor yes for it. yeah it's very good yeah. it's very clear yeah very yeah. clever um, and I think hands down it was the best um, production of the night and it really nearly won this was tied with Mimika after the jury vote. So they got the same number of points. So they had to allocate them both 12 points. That's right. Whereas normally you would have the songs ranked and then the converted into 12, 10, 8, etc. They both were converted into 12 points. So it's down to the 
televote to split them and obviously mm. Mindicat Paul Philomena and um, Vasco were sweating again <laughs> they're like we need to really <laughs> stop having rounded numbers in our voting system <laughs> RTP and our fifth song is called Goodnight it's by Barbara Tinoco we're stuck in playground time our first kiss outside wishing you goodnight over Barbara's not new to the Festival de Cansar. She sang Passepartout. Did we have that as the Portuguese cherry in 2020? We spoke about it, yeah. Yeah. What did we choose that year? Did we have it? Was it the um, the flower, the orange flower of the sun? Or oh, oh, yes. Is it that yes. 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 Yeah, it's quite, yeah. Philip Sambado with Gebra uh, Amarela du Sol. Yeah. We should have Barbara Tinoco. Well, let's have a chat about her now. <laughs> How did you like this? Um, well, I didn't like it as much as her last effort. Um, if I'm honest, um, I wasn't. I wasn't sold on the staging. To be honest, they had it like as a, um, a frame on the stage, like a frame picture, and and the um, the mostly male dancers were just kind of frozen in time. Which was an artistic choice, but it didn't really work for me. For me, and I loved her last song, but and, and she has that twee style, that kind of very fluffy, light voice, the, the baby singing that actually I hate, but that's that's been on record before. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was something not quite right with this for me. Um, I found it, I don't want to say tedious. That's too cruel. Just a little bit too light and a little bit nothing much going on, and just yeah, too fluffy. I think. I, I think it's hard to get through because of stuff like that. Like I agree, the 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 staging it is very cutesy. The staging is almost set up like a, a still of a photograph, and then you pan away and you see that it's got a border, and and then they start moving in the photograph. Um, but when, if you can get past that and you see what's like in the lyrics, then you start seeing that oh, actually she's being really reflective, mm. and she's reflecting on this relationship over a long period of time that's that's ended that she ended and she's regretting it and she's sort of saying that you know good night i used to say good night to you on the phone and now i'm doing it through a song and i think that's quite poignant mm-hmm. and quite lovely and beautiful but it the way it's packaged you don't necessarily get that i mean i i, I think the visual is but it's, it's, it's done maybe in a bit of a clunky way. So I'm kind of half with you on that. She's saying goodnight in a song now because it's a relationship that's split up. And she says in it, I'm still mad at younger me for leaving you like that. And you're still mad at me for not coming back. So it's a very reflective song. And I think that by using the, the concept of her being her moving around inside a photo... It's almost like she's inhabiting the memory. Mm. She, the the photo is the static memory, and she's in it. She's walking around and she's reflecting on it. And it's only when 
the camera pulls back a bit and you realise that that's what's happening. Um, it's almost like the mannequin challenge, you know, where everybody's frozen yeah. and then they move. Once she steps out through the frame, the photo becomes an animated scene again. So she's kind of left the memory and the scene is going on. I thought it was quite effective once I realised what was happening. But I have to say when I watched the show the first time, I thought she's just singing and everybody's like, bloody bored of <laughs> But yeah, that's your thing, isn't it? With the you know, people the average viewer is not gonna get the history unless it's explained to them by a commentator, and that doesn't normally happen in national finals, to be fair. But she's a known star. She you know, yeah. she uh she's quite big. She was doing she does the festival round, she gets booked for everything, yeah. I, I see. She's um and it became equal fourth. So mm. And she can sing. She can yeah. sing. Yeah, yeah. So that's our five songs. I want to just give a little honorary mention to the performance of a song called Bandera, because it's, again, sort of, I think, reflective of how Festival de Cansar was trying to embrace diversity. And so you had a, a few people walking, men walking around in skirts. And it was it was all a bit kind of, you know, A-level art project. <laughs> Fair play. But we support it. Fair, I love how <laughs> Festival de Cansar was bringing all of this in. Mm. You know, I mean, you've got songs in other national finals and songs that are doing well at Eurovision that are like the, the perfect, you know, encapsulation of that pop song. But this is mm. Portugal. Yeah. Portugal's going to Portugal. And yeah. long may they. Yeah. Portugal's never going to send Lorene. <laughs> are they? You know, they're always going to send Portugal and sometimes it works for them. Salvador Sobral. Sometimes it doesn't, but my God, we have a really... Once it worked for them. Once it worked for them. It, it may do again. We never know. Nunca sabemos. So. Nunca sabemos. Uh, but we love them for it. Maybe not your best year, but still, we love you for it. So that's our five songs. Which of those is going to be selected as our Portuguese cherry? Find out in a moment. First, it's time for... Matt and Monty's Good Thing of the Week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. Yep, so we return this little segment. Uh, just to, to, it's something which we started, you know, a few years ago, and it's just spreading a bit, a bit of positivity in the fandom. Things that we've caught our eye this week and that have make us feel quite good. Now, this was announced actually a week or two ago, but we just want to bring this up because over in Israel they've announced the national final for 2024, which is exciting. But they they're going to return with the format of Hachohav Haba, which is. The really successful national selection that, that chose Netta, it chose Eden Alen, Nadav Gwej, and Hovi Star. It, it's it's got chops. All qualifiers. All qualifiers. Yeah. So they excited us. We're like, because they have some crazy good singers that enter that show, and people that we've not even seen who didn't make it to Eurovision because they didn't win the the selection. Yeah. So they've got the chops. Let's just hope hope they can find the next star. Which is called Rising Star. So, <laughs> how do you say in Hebrew again? You laugh, but actually, I know I say this correctly because I did a voice note to my Israeli friend, and he was like, "Yeah, pretty much, that's right." Okay. Ha, ha, ha wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it now. Chava. <laughs> Chava. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I know. We'll check that with any Israeli speakers. <laughs> right. Israeli yeah. speakers. Many Hebrew speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, it is time to reveal the Portuguese cherry in our 100th episode. Well, the team has chosen a song called... 
<laughs> a Festa by Edmundo Ignacio. Yay! Yeah, I mean, we had to, didn't we? Oh, it's... absolutely. It's so us, it's so cherry, queer and beautiful and representative of what we love. And I'm not allowed to show favouritism because I'm one of the team and one of the podcasters, but I love this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it came, say, it came <laughs> second and I, like I said, the production was, was fantastic on this one. So yeah, great, great choice. And you know, we'll be bringing the Festa to a venue in London in the autumn, won't we? Perhaps. We will indeed, yes. Okay. We know the date, actually. The 13th of October Oh, okay. is the final at the RVT, along with Eurofest. Yay! Yeah, I mean, God, it's a long way off, but um, yeah, tickets will go on sale. Just around the corner, yeah. 24 months away. Wow, yeah. Yes, <sighs> by the time this goes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's business as usual for us at Second Cherry, but um, yeah. We've got a strong start to this year, haven't we? We have indeed, yeah. Mm. Finland and now Portugal. So, Jodie, thank you very much for being our guest on our centenary. Centésimo episódio. Centésimo episódio. Muito obrigado por ter convidado neste este episódio. E muito boa noite e muito amor para, para vocês e para todo mundo. Obrigado. De nada. Cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> So you can get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at Second Cherry, on Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, and on Facebook Second Cherry Podcast. And you can email us at oh hello at Second Cherry dot Vision. That is hello at Second Cherry dot Vision. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye.